Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another week. Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Wow, that sounds great. I'm Marty Fisher, and welcome to the show. And boy, have we got a great show lined up this week. You know, I normally I'm doing this show uh, from my office studio uh, at home. Uh, you know, my board, my board engineer A Rod is is over in Phoenix, Arizona. If we if we're doing this. Uh, I kind of feel like Rush Limbaugh every now and then. You know, Rush does his show from from his home down in Florida, and his engineers are up in New York. So uh, I've got everything but uh, got everything but Rush's dollars. But uh, this is uh, this is going to be a great show. I am on location. I'm in Albany, Georgia, and notice I didn't say Albany. I said Albany, Georgia. And uh, boy, I'll tell you guys, here we go. Uh, I am at the Georgia Quail Invitational. Now, this is a fundraising event for the local chapter here, the Southwest Georgia chapter of Quail Forever. And this is absolutely a great event. We've got two days of quail hunting coming up uh, at some beautiful plantation properties. But, boy, I've got some great guests for tonight's show. Uh, I'm going to have Tommy Gregors. Tommy's a local guy. He's on the local committee, but he's also a historian. And we're going to talk a little bit about about the event and the history of quail hunting uh, in the Albany, Georgia region. You know, Albany is known as the quail hunting capital of the world. And I can tell you, if you ever spend any time down here, you would pretty much agree that it really is. We've also got Kenny Barker. Kenny is a regional director for Quail Forever. Uh, Kenny's territory is... Uh, Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas, and then then we have a real treat. Uh, Tim Corin, who's the director of field operations for the whole country of Quail Forever. So I've got three guys that we're going to talk some quail hunting, some quail habitats, some uh, habitat development, and all of those types of things. Uh, first of all, I got a couple of things I want to get out of the way before we get into those, doing those things. Um, you know, I've had I've had kind of a crazy couple of weeks. I I don't talk a lot of politics, but I I do want to bring this up. My stepson, uh, James Burchett, who who played college football at Georgia Southern, uh, where I went to college, uh, uh, wound up getting his law degree. He's practicing law, and all of a sudden, he's running for office. So, uh, District One Seventy Six down in South Georgia, uh, come February twelfth, if you would, if any of you folks are listening. Go punch that lever for James Burchett. Uh, he's a Republican running for office, a, a good man, pro-gun, pro-God. You know, I mean, he's he's the right kind of guy. So I wanted to get that out of the way because I told James I would do it. But I'll tell you, I've got my fingers crossed he'll do a great job if, if he gets elected down there. Now, what's going on? Well, uh, SHOT Show has, got, has ended. All sorts of things are hitting the market. Uh, you know, one that I wanted to mention, well, you know, one particular product, because I shoot Browley chokes. Uh, you know, I shoot a, shoot a Blosser F-16 shotgun, and, and that gun comes with Browley chokes. But Browley has got a new Helix Hunter choke tube that they're introducing this year. 
And uh, if you, you can check it out, go to Browley.com and uh, get a look at what that thing is. I'm telling you, it's pretty wild looking, but wow, it's uh, <clears throat> it's going to be a very special choke and a special product for those guys. Another thing, another friend of mine, Paul Babaz. Paul Babaz is the current president of Safari Club International. Now, Paul is is uh, has been uh, nominated for the uh, National Rifle Association Board of Directors, the NRA board. <clears throat> Any of you who have a vote on that, uh, please consider Paul. He's one of us. Uh, he's the president of SCI, but I'm going to tell you something. He's also the guy that, that spearheaded the the Game Bird program through Safari Club International. He is uh, he's a real deal. He's a he's a clay shooter. He loves to shoot clays. Lives in Atlanta. Uh, loves to shoot birds. And uh, and he has my 100% support. Uh, one other product, real quick. Kent cartridge. Uh, they've been making that fast steel for a long time. Now they're coming out with a fast steel 2.0. And what they've done is they've actually improved it a little bit. They've got a new wide system. And uh, now they're using zinc-plated steel, which is is actually going to be a little bit harder, should pattern a little bit tighter. So that's something that you might want to take a look at down the road as well. Uh, real quick, what's going on in the world? Well, we've got some events coming up. want to always remind folks of events. Uh, let's see. The Great American Outdoor Show is kicking off on February 2nd up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and that's that's one of the big ones, folks. That's a really, really good show. We've got uh, shortly thereafter the National Wild Turkey Federation National Conventions in Nashville. That's the 13th to the 17th of February. Uh, the 15th to the 17th, there's another great outdoor show down in Charleston, South Carolina. That's the Southeastern Wildlife Expo. And I'll tell you, all three of those are great events. Speaking of events, big clay target stuff coming up. February 12 to 17, the Gator Cup coming going on down at Quail Creek Plantation in Okeechobee, Florida. That's for sporting clays. Uh, the Seminole Cup Sporting Clays Championship will be down around Sea Island, Georgia, February 28th to March the 4th. We've got a couple of uh, Grand American events coming up, or grand events for ATA, uh, the ATA Spring Grand, uh, February 13th to 17th in Tucson at the Trap and Skeet Club there. And the ATA Southern Grand is at the Silver Dollars Silver Dollar Shooters Club in Odessa, Florida. That's in uh, March, March 11th through the 17th. If you want to check out events, go for... Skeet, go to mynssa.org, Sporting Clays, mynssa.org, and ATA for Trap, shootata.com. Wow, that's a lot of stuff in a short period of time. So look, let's, um, let's move on. What we want to do, let's let's bring on a, a guest. I've got I've got three guys. I actually originally thought that I had two, but I've got three guys all here for this great event, and we're going to get started right now. I'm a, and uh, we've got we've got a break coming up, and we'll hold Tommy Gregors through the break just a little bit. Tommy Gregors, are you on the line? Yes, sir. I'm here. All right, buddy. Listen, what a great time we're getting ready to have in Albany, Georgia, and. You know, a lot of folks don't realize 
the challenges that you guys have had over the past few years just to put this thing on. I mean, tell me just a little bit about that because what what you've had to deal with is mind-boggling. Yes, sir. We've been hit uh, very hard by several storms, hurricanes, and tornadoes here. It started back in January of 2017. Uh, we had a hard storm front come through here. Uh, that, that came right through Albany and southwest Georgia and really just did severe damage. We lost over five lives here during that time and just uh, really uh, actually canceled our event in 2017 uh, so that our folks could uh, heal and help the community recover from that. Well, I, uh, I, as we, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I followed all of it. I mean, I live over in, in southeast Georgia. You live in southwest Georgia. And uh, it, 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 that hurricane that came up, you don't normally have hurricanes hit you like that one did. Uh, they generally bleed off a little quicker, but uh, that thing was really tough. Now, how about this, Tommy? What did it do to the, to the bird populations? I mean, what, how, how well, bad were they hit? Yes, sir. Well, Hurricane Michael in October of last year came through here, and we had sustained uh, winds over 80 miles an hour here for uh, 6 to 10 hours. And uh, just a large portion of the quail habitat was severely damaged. Uh, many of our open pine forest um, uh, and just ideal habitat just, just lost many, many trees. Some areas lost as much as 75% of their trees and cover in the area just from the storm damage. Well, you, you guys, uh, through the, the Southwest Georgia Quail Forever chapter, uh, started this event a few years ago. And, uh, you know, as I understand it, you know, it's, it's a fundraiser for the chapter. And, and you, you, by the way that, that Quail Forever has things set up, you're able to, to keep a, a, a good portion of those dollars to put back into the resource here locally. So real quick, tell me a little bit about the event. We're, we're coming up on a break, but let's get started talking about this year's event. Yeah, our chapter started in 2014 and just sort of looked at a way to, to showcase quail and quail habitat here in southwest Georgia. And we started the Georgia Quail Invitational. And it's a way for uh, the region uh, to be focused. We bring in um, some VIP hunters, uh, celebrity hunters, special hunters in, and uh, really take them out and, and put them on uh, various hunting locations across southwest Georgia to really experience what southwest Georgia quail hunting is all about. And and I think you know a lot of folks uh, don't don't really totally realize that. And we're gonna we're gonna take a break here. I'm up on a I'm up on a break. And when we come back, I want to talk just a little bit about about how you guys go about this. I mean, you've got you've got to get you've got to get properties lined up. You've you've got to get transportation for people. I mean, there are lots of things. So sit tight, Tommy. We'll be right back after these messages. More on Winging Clay Nation coming up right after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. Well, and back we are, and I'm, I'm here still with Tommy Gregors. Now, Tommy is, um, is, is, a, is a big part of the committee that puts on the Georgia quail invitational down here in albany georgia and, and tommy you know, before we get into the event the history of of why this place is so great for quail hunting uh, you know i know a lot about it but i'm not sure that all of the folks in the listening audience do uh, you're a bit of a historian but bring us up to speed on on what makes albany so special uh, well, this region of the coastal plain has been known for its longleaf pine and wiregrass ecosystems here, which is just a perfect uh, ecosystem to support quail and quail habitat. Um, and, and one of those things in the wiregrass habitat, of course, is uh, there were a lot of natural fires that used to occur. And so, uh, of course, burning and control burning is an important part of quail management. And we've just got those places and what um, some of the northern industrialists saw back in the early 1900s was this was a good place to get away for the winter from up north. And uh, they were able to buy up large tracts of land that were very suitable for their hunting efforts down here. And so uh, a lot of those places were bought up and then managed for quail. And this is where the folks came to really enjoy quail hunting um, before the populations really declined in, in their heyday. Uh, eventually, some of the population declined with some of the ag practices and some of the large center pivot systems and the loss of cover and development. But Georgia has done a really good job of bringing uh, the quail back and managing some of these larger properties now for quail and quail habitat. Uh, and, and we really do have a good population. It's some of the best quail hunting down here. And it really still is uh, a sport that um, really uh, depends on southern hospitality and more of the experience. It's not just about shooting birds. It's about the experience and, and what you get to enjoy when you come down here, uh, seeing the properties here, seeing the the forest here, and watching those dogs work. 
Well, and that you know, and that brings me back to to this event, and and what you have just said is exactly what we're getting ready to experience. Oh yes, sir. Uh, we put this event on again. This is a way to showcase what we have right down here in Southwest Georgia and in the Albany area in these properties we have, and it gives folks an experience over over two and a half days to come in and just get to know each other. We've got some social times there and just a, a chance for our hunters and landowners and sponsors to get together. And then we go out on Friday and have a day of hunting and on Saturday have a day of hunting and we come back each evening and have a banquet and just get together and share our stories from the day and just, just have a great time and build good friendships uh, that last well into the future. Well, and, and, and the beauty of this is if, if, if someone listening said, you know, I would like to go to that, they can actually do that, can't they, Tommy? Yes, sir. Uh, we have uh, hunt packages available uh, that includes all you have to do is get to Albany, Georgia. Once you get here, we take care of you. We've got drivers to escort you. Uh, we provide all the food and beverages and shot and, and everything that you can eat during the weekend, and we'll put you on some just premium properties uh, to have a great experience quail hunting. Well, and and the, the thing that I that that some folks may not understand is you have some properties available that, quite frankly, just aren't available for most people. I mean, it's it, yes, they're sir. very exclusive. Yeah, you know, through through our chapter and through the support that we get, that's where our chapter uh, we've got a lot of great volunteers and a lot of resources here. Uh, we built some relationships with folks, and we do have some commercial properties that participate in this event. But there are others that are privately managed, and, and you cannot buy a hunt to get to those places. And, it, and generally, through except through our event, uh, it just gives you an opportunity to get some places uh, that, you, that you wouldn't normally get to be able to hunt on. Well, now, let, let's face somebody has, has been listening, and they're like, you know what, I want to do that. Now, most of the time, this event is right at the, it's pretty much the last weekend in January most of the time. Yeah. So. If because that's that frankly is a perfect time to come down here because it's it's gotten cold enough to to where it's comfortable to go out and hunt, but it's not so cold that you don't enjoy it. So it, let's let's say somebody has an interest to 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 come be a part of this hunt. How do how do they go about doing that, Tommy? Uh, they can go to our website at um, Southwest Georgia Quail for uh, Southwest Georgia Quail Forever dot org. And just sort of look up Georgia Quail Invitational, and they can find our website, and it gives them everything they need to do. Also on the website, we show uh, what we do with the funds raised from this event goes back into supporting uh, the quail habitat efforts, not only in southwest Georgia, but also for Quail Forever National. Uh, we support some of the youth, youth uh, shooting events, and again, and trying to encourage our youth to get back out into the outdoors uh, one of the Quail Forever programs we support is No Child Left Indoors. And then we also support some of the national efforts, but a lot, the majority of our money goes right back into quail, quail habitat, uh, right here in southwest Georgia. Well, I can tell you, I hope that we have a remarkably successful event this weekend. It looks like the weather's going to be really, really nice, and I know that I am really looking forward to it. And, and Tommy, I can't thank all of you guys enough for inviting me to come back. And I think what we want to do, let's, you know, you were talking about the habitat development, all of that kind of stuff. Why don't we switch gears a little bit? Let's get Kenny Barker and put Kenny on the phone. Uh, Kenny is 
the re, a regional director for Quail Forever. Now, Kenny's territory is Georgia, Florida, and the Carolinas. Kenny Barker, are you on the phone? I'm right here, Marty. All right, my friend. And hey, welcome to Albany, Georgia, son. I mean, uh, you know, you, now you live down in Florida somewhere because you've got an 850 uh, phone number. So you live down there somewhere in Florida. And I don't think a lot of people realize how good the quail hunting is down in Florida, especially up up in the northern part of the state as you get up toward the, towards Georgia. But talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, as a regional director, what all do you do? And this is just in this part of the country. Now, there are regional directors in all parts of the country. So, you know, for people who have an interest in quail hunting, uh, Quail Forever is a, is a, is a great organization to, to be involved in. So, Kenny, just give me a little background on, on, on what it is that, that you do as a regional director for the organization. Well, well Marty, I'm, I'm, a, I'm extremely fortunate to, to work here in the southeast. And like you said, North Florida, South Georgia – in my opinion, my my humble opinion, it is the quail capital of the world, and these people running events like this, the it just doesn't get any better than this. Um, I'm uh, I'm extremely fortunate to be able to to live down here and to be in and out of it, and to work with these guys, and and the the best thing you know is our quail forever chapters. <clears throat> They get together. They they partner with the wildlife management areas. Um, we've got the ability to take those dollars, raise at our events, and then to and to spend them how we see fit uh, in our in our communities. And you know, the Southwest Georgia chapter is a great example of a group of people that are well connected and that love nothing more than to do. Um, habitat and conservation work on a local level. Um, they do outreach events. Um, I mean, they, they had a had a youth hunt this year on the Marine Corps Logistics Base here in Albany. And, uh, you know, they just, they're able to touch a lot of lives with, with the funds that they raise. Um, I, I'm just floored. I've got a lot of great chapters. These guys, um, I mean, these guys were the number one Quail Forever chapter in the nation last year. Well, and, and, uh, yeah, and I can I can believe that. I mean, I can honestly believe that uh, because I know how much work they put into making this event go. But this is you know this is not the only event that they do. I mean, like you say, there are so many other ways to reach out to people and and get get folks involved and. Uh, you know the, the the youth shooting programs and all of the things that we've got going on. I know, uh, you know, I I was forever a, a huge fan of of pheasants forever. You know, which you know from which this organization you know kind of stemmed from. And uh, you know, those folks, you know, of course we don't have pheasants down here, but we sure do have quail, and it's just a just such a perfect opportunity. Now, let's let's say, you know, someone listening is interested in starting a Quail Forever chapter. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, Marty, it's pretty simple. They, they can get online. They can go to quailforever.org, O-R-G, and, uh, and they can get on the website, and they can find uh, their area on the website, and they can reach out to a local regional rep like myself. Um, you know, we've... We've taken this region in Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas, 
and uh, we've got we've got some pretty humble uh, some pretty humble chapters, and we're looking to grow this region and uh, to have more chapters like the Southwest Georgia chapter. Um, these guys are great at what they do. We couldn't do what we do without them. I mean, they they've contributed a quarter million dollars in the past three years to habitat and conservation work. And well, if, if that doesn't speak to the uh, the model that Quill Forever has as far as fundraising and and keeping that money local and spending it local, I, I don't know what does. Well, and um, that is that, and that's that's such a big part too because you know a lot of conservation organizations, you know, they they I, I don't know if the word doesn't get out right or whatever, but but so often. You know, people get a little disgruntled because they say, you know, we don't we don't get to do anything with the money locally, and local is is really why they are doing it. And you know, and and it's not like these folks are going out, you know, building their own place to hunt. I mean, they're doing a lot more than that, more than that with the dollars that they're raising. Yeah, they are. I mean, <clears throat> and it's not just local too. I mean. Uh, these guys support some national projects that we have going on. I mean, they they also support positions. In Georgia alone, we've got four positions coming up uh, within the next six months that this chapter is supporting. And, uh, I mean, these, these positions, these are biologists that work on private land, on public land. Um, this stuff is real. I mean, this isn't a... This isn't a minor undertaking. This is This is pretty big stuff. They're outstanding partners to... The uh, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Um, I, I just man, I really can't say enough good things about these guys. Well, I, I'll tell you, and and again, just as evidenced by this event alone. I mean, I've I've been to to every one of them, and you can see the work that goes into it. You can you can see how they, they work together, that they're all friends and you know, and they're really trying to make a difference. We're up on a break. Uh, Kenny, I'm gonna I've, I've got a couple of more questions for you afterwards and then we're gonna get uh, Tim Corrin on board. Uh, folks, Ooh. sit tight, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages with more Wing and Clay Nation. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinions. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. Uh, hey, Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Absolutely. If you've got a question or any way that I can help you, by all means, Pop that over there. Uh, and also, check out our website, wingandclayradio.com. And by all means, go to facebook.com slash wingandclayradio. Give us a like and a share. On Twitter, it's twitter.com slash wingclaynation. And even on Instagram, at wingandclayradio. We'd love to hear from you. want you to be involved in what we're doing. And... Uh, that being said, let's get back to this week's show. I've got Kenny Barker, who's a regional director with Quail Forever. We're here in Albany, Georgia, at the Georgia Quail Invitational Hunt and fundraising event. And, and Kenny, you know, we were talking a little earlier about, you know, starting chapters and, and, and what the dollars go for. And, you know, I've heard some, some words floating around here that I'm, I'm interested in hearing about. Tell me about the Florida-Georgia Quail Coalition. Yeah, Marty, it's pretty special. The uh, the Florida Georgia Quail Coalition um, basically is is the uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources, Tall Timbers, and Quail Forever. And what we do as a group is <clears throat> some of our chapters will will uh, raise dollars and they contribute some of their dollars to the coalition, and then we take those dollars and apply them towards specific projects on public land throughout Florida and Georgia. Um, obviously, our uh, our Southwest Georgia chapter here has been a great contributor to the coalition. Um, we have provided, uh, you know, some, some funding for projects on local wildlife management areas to help Burn to help thin. Uh, we did a brooding project here. Um, it was it was an incredible undertaking, um, and and we did about uh, about 900 acres of brooding projects in Southwest Georgia. That's that's just unheard of. Um, but that's that's an example of some of the uh, some of the money spent with coalition. 
Uh, we've got a project right now happening uh, just south of Tallahassee, Florida, on the Apalachicola National Forest. Uh, we've got a, a trans-relocation study going on uh, in partnership with Tall Timbers and University of Florida, and and uh, we're trying to find out what happens to our birds during the wintertime. Why are populations, you know, what happens with the populations, why they aren't maintaining. Um, Quail Coalition, it's all about public land, and it's all about um, doing work, conservation work, habitat work to improve what we have there. And, um, you know, it benefits hunters. Uh, it benefits the bird watchers. It benefits everything in those woods. And, uh, you know, when you, you have an organization that is raising dollars, they're contributing those dollars um, to have work done on public land, it's just, it's full circle. And uh, once again, I just, I can't say enough about our chapter here in Southwest Georgia. Well, I, I'll tell you, you know, it's, uh, I, I always like it when I can use the word, you put your money where your mouth is, because, you know, this is this is all about boots on the ground and getting this stuff done and and uh, there's got to be a passion and a love for, for the outdoors for these guys to to donate their time. I mean, all of these people in the, in these in these local chapters they're they're not on on Quail Forever's payroll by any stretch of the imagination. They're doing it because they absolutely love it and they want to put something back. And that's a that's a big part of of what this show is all about is is instilling in people's minds that there's more to hunting than killing and we want to be able to put things back and kenny I, I can't thank you enough buddy for being a part of the show looking forward to seeing you the rest of this weekend and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna get you to to uh to, to hand things over to tim corin who's the director of field operations for quail forever uh tim and i actually had a chance to hunt together last year uh at this particular event and had uh, had just a great great time but tim the first thing i want to do is I, you know, we're down here in South Georgia. It's about fifty-five degrees. What was it where you came from? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, Marty. I came out of St. Louis, Missouri, this morning. I was on a, I was on a, I was on a five a.m. flight, and it was so cold on the airplane that they couldn't serve us coffee because all the water was frozen. <laughs> it was uh, no. <laughs> the wind chill was right. The wind chill was right around negative thirty. That's thirty below zero. And the straight temp was about 15 below. Well, I, and, uh, I, you know, hey, I am listen. glad to be down to the lady over here in the restaurant. She said, she said, sir, is it getting cold outside already? And I said, ma'am, it's 55 degrees out there. And I could run around out there in my swimsuit right now. Hey, hey, man, brother. Summer day compared to where you I know, came my, from. My, my beautiful wife works for Delta Airlines. And I'm going to have to tell her what you just said. <laughs> It was so cold on the airplane they couldn't serve coffee because the water was frozen. Now that <laughs> that would get my attention. I can assure you of that. I actually, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I I got on an airplane the first out of the country trip that I ever took to go shoot birds was in 1980, and I was going to Cali, Colombia. Well, you can't go there anymore. But the mm. first, when I got on an airplane in Miami, Florida, it was a 747, and this was in November, and it was about 85 degrees in November down in Miami, and they did not have mm. the, the auxiliary power unit on. And, you know, I can assure you they could have just about boiled coffee on that airplane. It was so hot. 
So that was, <laughs> that, that's about as opposite as you can get. But hey, welcome to Albany, Georgia, my friend. We're so glad to have you back. And uh, uh, Tim, your your job as director of field operations, I mean, that is a that's not a lot of words, but that is a mouthful of responsibility. It is, Marty. You know, it's a dream, honestly. I've been working for the organization uh, for 17 years now. I started out as a habitat specialist for Pheasants Forever, our pheasant side of our organization. And Pheasants Forever has been in existence, like you, you mentioned it earlier, it's been in existence for over 35 years. It's a well-oiled machine. we got over 600 chapters doing habitat work all throughout the, the pheasant range. And, <clears throat> you know, about 12 years ago, we decided to get into the tail end of things. And the reason being was is that we had... We had communities and we had we had state agencies and federal agencies saying, hey, why don't you bring your model and what you're doing is so successful for pheasants up in the northern half of the United States. Why don't you bring that down south? And the more we thought about it, the more sense it made, and we got a lot of pressure to do it. So we, we dove in about 12 years ago, and we started Quail Forever. And we brought our successful model south is what we did, and and that model being unique from every other conservation organization in the country is that the chapters keep 100% control of all the money they raise. They have their own checkbook, and they get to use it how they see fit as long as it lines up with our mission directives. And, and those are pretty simple. It's, it's wildlife habitat, and it's getting kids outdoors, getting them unplugged, not leaving any of them inside, and getting them outside, pulling the trigger, or, or fishing, or just appreciating the environment, you know. Um, we're a, we're a habitat organization. Um, fortunately, a, a lot of our percent, high percentage of our members hunt, but we just want to, we want to get kids outdoors. We want to, we want to turn those hunter numbers around. We want to put, put wildlife habitat all over the landscape and, uh, get the needle moving the right direction for pheasants and quail and other wildlife and, and keep the hunting tradition alive. And, uh, well, there's no better place to do that than, in Albany, Georgia, down here. Well, that that's that's exactly right, and and you know you 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 talked about the pheasants, and 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 you and I were, you know, talking earlier. You know, one of the things I don't think a lot of people realize, a quail is a very fragile critter. I mean, they it they is. their populations come and go. Address that for me for a couple of minutes. Yeah, you know, you know the. the, the the hard thing about quail is, is that they're, uh, they're, you know, they're not as tough as a, as a pheasant, if you will, um, you know, and they, they're a short flight bird. They don't like to move a lot, and uh, they require early successional habitat, about 50% bare ground. That's why things like burning and, uh, you know, new growth is so important to them. Um, it, it allows them to move around the ground without having to fly and get in harm's way, because when they move is when they get in trouble, you know, that's when things are hard on them. And that, whether that be a predator or weather or whatever. So they like to stay tight in their cubbies and they, they do real well. But you know, the, the, the one thing I will say about quail is, is, uh, is, is negative effect is weather and other things have on them. You know, when, when times are tough, you see droughts like they had in Texas, you know, the numbers plummet quickly. But the, the positive to that is, is they're very prolific the other direction too. You know, Texas gets rain and boom, that population soars. Iowa puts a bunch of, Quail programs and habitats in the southern end of that state, and boom, you know, the population soars. And, you know, states like Nebraska, you know, three years ago they had good weather and they put a bunch of habitat in the ground through conservation reserve programs, and they doubled their quail harvest in one year. You know, Kansas is seeing some of the best numbers they've ever seen in the last three years straight. Texas just got done seeing 25-year highs after they got rain. You know, um, 
as quickly as they go down, they can go, they can go the other direction too when things are right. And as an organization and our chapter volunteers, stewards for wildlife, that's what we try to do. We're trying to do the right things out on the landscape with community dollars so that the needle can move the right direction for quail. Well, you know, and, and, the, and the thing is, Tim, you know, and, and we've all said this, I mean, the old adage is, you know, you can't control Mother Nature, and boy, you certainly can't. But, you know, one thing you can do, and I think this is uh, th- this is where the, the, the Quail Forever chapters and the Pheasants Forever chapters, if you will, really put the right foot in, in the proper direction. If they're trying to, when Mother Nature's not kind, they've done some things that will help offset that unkindness. Absolutely. You know, I I really, truly think that no matter what comes their way to try to cause harm, if you put enough habitat out there, they'll be good. You know, you put good ground cover out there, you put winter cover out there, you get bad weather, they can survive through it. You know, people want to talk about predators all the time. And the thing I tell them about predators is you need to dilute them, not shoot them. You know, if you put a bunch of habitat out there, there'll be so much for everything. And so much for the birds that get away, the predators won't be an issue. You know, you, you, you look at pheasants, you go out to the Dakotas, and, you know, I'll hunt out there sometimes, and I see more more pre- you know, more coyotes and hawks running around than you've ever seen before. But the deal is they got so much habitat and grass out there, you see more pheasants than you will anywhere else in the country, too. And I think the end answer is habitat. And that's why we're the Habitat Organization. We're trying to do everything we can to put as much habitat out on the landscape because that's what's going to make a real quail come back. And that's our focus. Well, and and you know we're we're getting ready to have to take uh, take another break here. But when we come back, uh, yeah, I, I I guess I really want to ask you some technical questions about habitat because mm-hmm. I you know I hear so many things from from different guys and you know well Granddaddy used to do it this way or or whatever mm-hmm. and you know and while that worked, technology and science. Has has greatly improved over over all of those years, and and, and we can just do Absolutely. things. We can do things today so very much better. So mm-hmm. sit tight, Tim. Hold on through this break. We'll be back in just a minute, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. WingandClayRadio at gmail.com That's WingandClayRadio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And I'm still here with uh, Tim Corrin, who's the director of field operations for Quail Forever. And, uh, you know, Tim, Tim was just telling me that it was like 30 degrees below zero when he got on an airplane this morning. And I, I can't even imagine what that, what that could possibly feel like. But, you know, Tim, we've been talking a little bit about the – uh, the difficulties that, that quail have. I mean, they're, they're a little bird. They uh, they can't take too much cold. They can't take too much hot. They can't take too much dry. I mean, you you could you can name just about any imaginable atmospheric condition, and very few of them are perfect for quail. So with all of this crazy stuff that goes on, and when that happens, tell me a little bit about what Quail Forever is doing about that, so that we can we can slow these things down where those populations don't go up and down quite so quickly. Absolutely, Marty. You know, I think one of the biggest things that we see um, that has a, has a hard effect on quail, if you will, is just, a, you know, we've become very efficient and effective in, at farming, at timber harvest, at all of that. And as that stuff becomes more efficient, the quail population suffers from it because, there's not as much left behind for the birds, you know, rough edges and dirty ditch lines and waterways. And, and uh, you know, it's just um, we become extremely efficient at harvesting the land. So what we've done as an organization is we've created a, a biologist program, if you will, um, farm bill biologist and precision ag specialist that go out and meet with landowners. They meet with private landowners. They work on public land. They work with federal agencies, everybody from the Forest Service, the National Park Service, the, anybody that will listen to us. We get in front of them, and we send these, these, bio, these biologists out, and they, they talk to landowners. They look at their property, and they tell them what they can do to help out the quail. And what that really amounts to is, is farming the best and putting habitat on the rest. And that doesn't matter if it's a if it's a pine plantation, if it's a cotton field, if it's soybeans and corn, whatever it is, they'll look at our precision ag specialist and pull your, your yield data out of your combines, run it through a program like Ag Solver and tell you where you're not getting the best production. Plant that into a set-aside program, like one of the, CR, one of the conservation reserve programs that might be available in, in the farm bill that was just signed, and you can get... You can get uh, incentive payments for that to offset the fact that you're not farming it and then you're producing you're producing habitat for wildlife and that's everything from from thinning pines and incentives for that to to doing you know bobwhite buffers on 
on real crop fields. And, you know, just recently, um, one of the things I'm most proud of with the Southwest Georgia chapter here, you were talking to Tommy earlier, um, him and his crew, um, not only do they invest heavily in the local community, but they also support, uh, you know, things like our governmental affairs initiatives. When there's a farm bill up for debate, we have full-time folks that work out and on Capitol Hill to push for as many acres for wildlife as we can. And, and these guys contribute to that. And then after we get a farm bill, um, we take those available programs and they trickle down to our farm bill biologists and they go out there and they promote those programs to landowners and get all those acres in the ground for wildlife. So, so we're going full circle. We got our chapters and volunteers. They're the lifeblood of our organization. And I can't say enough good things about the Southwest Georgia chapter here. Like Kenny said, they were our national chapter of the year. They're the measuring stick for the rest of the country. We got close to 200 quail chapters, over 600 pheasant chapters, and those guys are it. That's where we started, and they're the, they're the heartbeat of our organization. But this chapter here made a three-year funding commitment so that we could bring three farm bill biologists on um, to, the, to the state of Georgia here under our organization, and they're going to be out promoting the Working Lands for Wildlife program. And what that is, the program that um, offers incentives for wildlife management plans on pine plantations and, and, and agricultural ground here in the state of Georgia. And we've also got a fourth position coming on, which is a precision ag specialist that can go out and talk to, to the ag farmers here, whether that's, a, whether that's grain or that's cotton, whatever it is, they can talk to them, they can look at that yield data, and they can tell them, you know, where to put the habitat. And if you, if you farm the best, and put habitat on the rest, it will actually increase your overall yield because you take the bad acres out, you get incentivized for them, and then you increase your overall yield because you're you're only harvesting the best the best producing ground. So we're trying to do everything we can. Tommy mentioned the No Child Left Indoors program. You know, we got education outreach specialists too. We're trying to do the habitat work. We're trying to do the local projects, the community support with the chapters, and we're trying to get the kids outdoors too. But um, between our habitat specialists, our chapters doing habitat work, our farm bill biologists going out and knocking on doors and helping people help wildlife, um, we're trying to hit it from all angles because quail need help more than ever right now, and we truly think that you know random acts of conservation aren't going to save quail. But landscape-level incentives and efforts like we're doing will, and we're, we're, we're trying to bring it all full circle and do as much as we possibly can and uh, turn the tide for these little birds. Well, I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm very impressed with, with everything that the organization is doing. And, and uh, you know, I, I go back a long time, Tim. I remember when I was a young guy, when I first started hunting, you, you would, you, we, we would find a good many coveys. And we, and we, we worked hard to find them. But, but uh, you know, and I'm talking about over where I live in southeast Georgia, which, you know, I mean, you, it, you almost can't find a wild covey of quail over there now. It's very difficult. And, and, and a lot of that was because of the, really the, the habitat destruction. I mean, we, we were, you know, we used to have all the hedgerows and things like that. And, uh, you know, and the farmers just eliminated all of those things. And, and, and now I'm glad to see that the programs that, that uh, Quail Forever is, is putting out there and, and the understanding and the education that you're, that you're, you're providing to people or allowing those things to come back. And, and, and when we put them back, uh, you know, even better than before, that's got to be good for the birds. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to do, uh, you know, Marty, is, you know, 
Quail Forever is a little over 12 years old, and our popularity is growing fast. And down here in the south and the southeast, which is what we always hoped for when we started it. But I got to tell you, in the last two years, we've grown more as an organization and done more habitat work than we did in the first 10. And that's a, that's a lot to be said. You know, we, we uh, had to get our feet under us. We need to get the word out. We need people to understand who we are and what we're doing. But it's catching on like a, like a freight train right now. We, um, we're, adding, we're adding those four positions I was talking about down here in Georgia. Um, we hired close to 50 biologists in the quail range this last year. We have close to 100 boots on the ground um, down here in the quail range. And, and that is going to be great, you know, because we're going to produce a lot of habitat work from that. Um, and that's going to compound with everything the chapters are doing. And we couldn't do it without the chapters. Chapters like this one down here are contributing to that. Otherwise, we'd never be able to do it. And we're partnering with great agencies like the Georgia Department of Natural Resources, the Florida Wildlife Commission, Tall Timbers. And it's just a collaborative effort to do as much as we possibly can to, to help out this little bird. Um, it's going really, really well, though. We're, we're putting a substantial amount of habitat in the ground, and we're looking forward to doing the compounding that as much as we can, just like we have the last 24 months. I mean, there is no limit as to how much you can do to, to help wildlife and how many kids you can get outdoors. And we're rolling with a big head of steam right now. We have no intention of slowing down. Well, and, I'm um, going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Tim, listen, <clears throat> I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate everything that you guys are doing with your quail forever and all of the chapters and and guys we're 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 getting ready to be here at the end of the show but thank all of you guys so much for being a part of the show tommy gregor from the southwest georgia quail forever chapter kenny barker uh, the regional director for uh, georgia florida and the carolinas and of course tim corin the director of field operations guys keep up the good work and folks thank all of you so very very much for listening this week, uh, you can check us out on all podcasts, too. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Uh, you'll find all of the shows there. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.